immigration laws are a laughing stock all over the world. We're the only people. People walk in, they put a foot in. Uh, please, would you like to register? Other countries, they say, get the hell out of here. They, they do that. They have to do that. We say, you know, they want to hire now 5,000 more judges so that a person puts the toe on the land that we have to go to trial. This is crazy what we're doing. I don't want judges. I want Border Patrol. I want ICE. We don't want judges. So the vast majority of people want uh, secure borders. And I always think when I hear somebody that wants open borders, I think you're either like super into pandering or a crazy person. Mm. Naive, perhaps. I can't imagine how a lack of borders would work. Got a couple of intriguing notes recently. Uh, This one, and we will uh, absolutely jump on the topic Jack has introduced. This one from Ed says, uh, does no one see that Trump is actually trying to be proactive on cutting off future dreamers? I know you hate the term. Yes, I do. The children that are coming across with their parents, relatives, or designated by a coyote appointee to be ransomed are the future DACA problems we're not dealing with now. How about we stop them from cross from crossing the border, turn them around, point them south, and say, get, get out of here. Well, the getting's good. Repatriate them. That's right. Uh, just enforce our laws, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. A lot of people believe that. So we got this note from uh, frequent correspondent Spencer, who always makes sense, don't always agree, but he takes the time to construct an argument, as opposed to saying, you guys suck, you're idiots, you're stupid. Which we get plenty of. That is an argument. Yeah. You suck is an argument. It's Well, it's certainly a statement. It's an mm. ad hominem attack, but uh, yeah, who am I to decry those all the time? Uh, first of all, to refute your much-repeated claim that Quote, without borders, we have no country, which has really been bugging me. Okay. I'm writing to refute Jack's assertion that anyone who believes in open borders is a moron. <laughs> letting in more immigrants legally or just letting more people come here full stop with the expectation that they will obey the laws once here and assimilate doesn't mean the borders no longer exist. The borders would still demarcate where the Constitution applies. We can still have borders even if we let in all honest people who apply for a visa. Um. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. Is um, it, okay. In his world, do we kick out people who aren't uh, filling out paperwork and doing the stuff we were supposed to do? No. Uh, let's let's read okay. a little further because uh, he implies that the answer to that is yes, mm-hmm. but later in it, it doesn't seem to be. Um. To say we wouldn't have a country if we let in more immigrants legally is like saying, "Well, wait, whoa, whoa, dude, we've never claimed that." We've never claimed that at all. I'm, I can't answer that argument because it's one we've never made. I have that said if we, over and over again that I would like demographers, economists, business leaders, historians to all figure out what's the number we should take in, come to an agreement, and enforce it. I don't know if that number should be ten times what it is or half what it is. Right. Now, Joe, is Brian Kaplan a moron? Is he intellectually stunted? With quotes around it. Brian Kaplan is the guy who wrote the book The Myth of the Rational Voter, which I know you, Joe, are very much enamored with. Kaplan also believes in open borders. Does that make him a dummy? Maybe you should look into his actual arguments and explain why he's wrong. His argument is simple enough. Um, Well, I will tell you this. Number one, I really, really enjoyed that book. I thought it was really thought-provoking. On the other hand, I disagreed with a fair amount of it because I think he, in, in the way of academics, overestimates data and underestimates human reaction to the data i think he's uh, just it was really a thought-provoking book but i thought that some of his conclusions were wrong 
Um, let's see, where do I start with this? Um, okay, freedom. People have freedom naturally and should be free to move from place to place and free to employ people born in another country. It is incumbent upon those who would restrict this freedom to justify the restriction and show that the way it is currently being done is the cheapest option, i.e. just getting, just letting people emigrate to the U.S. legally would somehow be more expensive than paying how many thousands of border guards and trial courts to round up and arrest fruit pickers and hotel maids. But the restrictionists cannot do that to prove that it's, it's cheaper. Empirical data clearly shows immigrants, both legal and illegal, are less likely to commit crimes than native-born Americans and are more likely to start their own businesses. I believe that is correct. As for taxes and welfare, illegal immigrants are paying more in taxes than they cost. That's legal immigrants. We don't know how many illegal immigrants commit crimes. Those numbers don't really exist for a variety of reasons. No, unless they're caught and prosecuted. Right. Yeah. So that always bothers me. That statistic is used a lot. I do believe that people who go through the immigration process legally commit crimes less even than regular citizens. Agreed. That were born here. But what's that got to do with illegal immigration, which is what we're talking about? It's also uh, been proved over and over again that the most frequent target of illegal immigrant crime is other illegal immigrants. So documenting that could be extremely difficult. Then he goes with the argument that... There's also a bunch of studies out there that say if we were to open our borders, uh, one number I saw was 65 million people would come into this country. Right. 65 million people that want to come here. He argues that illegal immigrants pay more in taxes than they cost. Um, I can show you studies that indicate the obvi- the the opposite, Spencer. I've seen those studies. I've read them. Um, uh, I don't know that they're true. I don't because, like I say, you ask two economists and they'll give you completely different answers. Um, and only a tiny fraction of illegal immigrants are accessing the welfare state at all. That is an out and out falsehood. A falsehood, sir. First of all, on a lot of those numbers, how would you know? Because, well, the reason is If we don't even have the slightest idea how many illegal immigrants we have, somewhere between 8 and 20 million people, that's all the data you need to know right there that the other data is not accurate. Because you can't come within millions of knowing how many people you got. Jack, very careful and well-meaning researchers go into the illegal immigrant community and they poll them and they ask these things and they, they measure, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the problem is, with your argument, Spencer, that the so-called welfare state extends to virtually everything human beings do now that might cost a dime anywhere. The government subsidizes it, or the government gives it for free. I mean, where does, quote-unquote, the welfare state end for you? Um, maybe they're not on food stamps, although they're certainly getting a free education. They're getting medicated and treated for disease and and, you know, there are there are programs for subsidized rent and all sorts of stuff that you don't need to prove citizenship for. I, I absolutely do not trust the statistics that say illegal, illegal immigrants bring more in tax revenue than they cost. You also need to. It's more. I'll tell you this. I'll grant you that. It's more than uh, like hardcore anti illegal immigrant groups generally concede. It's closer than they would concede. I'll I, I that. I, I'm not even willing to engage in a conversation about what Ill- illegal immigration does or doesn't do. It doesn't make any sense to me. If you want to have a legal system and then admit a certain number, that's fine. Figure out a number, we'll vote on it, and, and, and then we'll do it. But just letting anybody in for any reason makes n- no sense to me whatsoever. 
And he he seems to keep going back and forth between legal and illegal, which is what people do all the time. Well, yeah, but he's arguing that we should completely change the immigration system and let anybody come in that wants so to. So there's no such thing as illegal. Well, right. That's his point exactly. But you're using Stop statistics to back it up that are about legal immigration. So you don't know well, what illegal both. is. But nobody knows what illegal immigration right, does. You're claiming the, the data's not, that, no good. That, that's useless right. information. You telling me how much money illegal immigration costs us is a made-up number. How do you know? If we want to stop illegal immigration, just start handing out more visas to those who want to come here and can pass a criminal background check, then make them pay taxes and not take welfare or vote once they are here. Well, California tried to do that, dude. And, and and the courts threw it out. If a human being shows up in the United States, they have to get the full benefits of the welfare state. You also have to address the issue of what it does to your culture. Um, if there are parts of the country now where, where Spanish is primarily spoken, you can't tell me that that is absolutely, beyond a doubt, a good thing. No other nation has ever thought that. Right. Wars have been fought over making sure that you don't end up with a completely different culture speaking a different language. Because language carries so much of the culture. If you're speaking that language, then you're taking in all of the rest of the cultural norms. And how do you make the argument that that's good? And you thought that our culture was bad and it needs to be changed into Mexico's culture? Is that the argument? Well, uh, or just let it happen. That's true liberty. Just and that, let it flow. Let and it happen. So, okay, well, then that argument <clears throat> is that the soil... That's within our borders just automatically has rule of all rule of law and a belief in democracy and all that sort of stuff. Right. And that anybody that comes here, no matter, you know, don't make them change a thing as they come from their country, learn the language, do anything else. It's just going to automatically they're going to automatically take on the system that we've been using. Well, that's crazy. It reminds me of the uh, of the uh, high minded thought that these Middle Eastern dictatorships must become democracies. Then the minute they become democracies, they vote in fundamentalist Islam and gays are tortured to death and women are subjugated and the justice system vanishes and the rest of it. Um, it's just it's naive. I've had I'm sorry, uh, libertarian type friends advocate for open borders and the rest of it. But it it's always predicated on we have to get rid of the welfare state. Well, good Lord, if Reagan granted the amnesty and couldn't get border security, there's no way we're going to eliminate the welfare state in the socialist states of America. So instead, what we have is an enormous influx of takers uh, sapping the makers. I heard a um, uh, a Republican... Uh, and, and a fundamental change in the culture, which then, and I'm sorry, this is why I brought up the, the Middle East, then... You know, we let your idea go, Spencer, for a while and have that free flow and complete changes in the culture, et cetera, et cetera. And before long, your beloved Constitution, which is cited in your first couple of sentences, is gone. Uh, I heard a Republican yesterday use the phrase, which we haven't discussed for a while, the whole uh, doing jobs Americans won't do. Have we just accepted that that's a fact? That even though we do have plenty of people that don't work and get paid not working, that there are jobs that Americans won't do if we just accepted that as a nation? I think de facto, yes. In well, that's, fact, that's people something. have. So you can I, I think be, it's you insane. Can, so you can get unemployment or a variety of other uh, you know, healthcare whatever without having a job because you shouldn't have to do that job. That's a heck of a thing to decide right. as a uh, as and, a society. And or saying 
we're at nearly full employment at this point or as close as we'll ever come, which isn't exactly true because there are plenty of people not in the workforce who could be. But even if it were true to say we're so close to full employment, we need people to do these jobs. We need humans and be so stupid as a country. We can't come up with a temporary worker visa program that works. It's discouraging. What are your thoughts? Text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. And so the idea is we have to import brown people to do crappy jobs for us. I'm not really comfortable with that idea because, you know, it's fine for them. You you can't have Americans doing that, but it's fine for them. And that's the progressives are always pitching that argument. What the hell's the matter with you? So I'll hit you with some text when we come back. Your thoughts on that? Uh, a couple of more of the trick stores you to use to get you to spend more. We hit a little bit of that earlier. A couple of celebrities have gone broke in recent weeks. Uh, got somebody here whose job is to stop celebrities from blowing their money. Huh? It'd be an interesting job. I take that job. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Jaime Rodriguez, an independent candidate and state governor known as El Bronco. He also has no chance, but we're very much going to talk about him because he is a human wrecking ball. Just, just watch his idea for stopping government corruption. We need to cut off the hand of anyone who steals in the public service. You're not speaking literally, are you, candidate? Yes, of course. Cut off their hand literally? Literally. Well, explain to me, please. Anyone who steals must have his hand cut off. A bill must be presented so that members of Congress approve this penalty. Cut off the hand of the criminals. Of course. That is what you're going to propose in the Congress? That's right. Moderator gave him five separate chances to say that he wasn't being serious, and he just broncoed his way through all five of them. <laughs> wow, taking a page from Saudi Arabia's book. Oh, huh? uh, that's pretty good. There's more of this, <laughs> but but that is not El Bronco's boldest position because he also has a firm and unwavering hatred of Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't believe in Santa Claus. Do you believe in Santa Claus? How many believe in Santa Claus? Look, just three. Santa Claus is bad. It's true. El Bronco hates Santa. And if you think we are cherry-picking just one example of virulent anti-Santaism, think again. When did you tell your kids there was no Santa Claus? Every day. Every day? Yeah. He tells his children every day that Santa is not real. That is harsh. <laughs> Ah, boy. Anyway. So I want to get back just briefly to uh, Spencer, the listener's argument, which I found real, uh, actually more intriguing than I let on. The idea that the war on illegal immigrants, like the war on drugs, is un... You can't justify the expense of it because of the rise in productivity, the contribution to the economy, the fact that illegals are consumers, although they do send back hundreds of millions of dollars directly to Mexico, it's not spent here, but that economically speaking you can't defend the prohibition, which which again is a really good thought experiment, but that 
immigration and assimilation, perhaps a word you've heard before, um, are not entirely economic issues. Uh, there's also there's just the unknowns that you know maybe I'm wrong in what I guess, but we don't know what wages would be for Americans for a lot of these jobs if we didn't have illegal immigration for so long, and how that would how would that would change the economics of all these different industries. Well, construction's a great example because we heard from years, four years rather, from uh, carpenters and construction guys who were being forced out of their jobs because they were being undercut by illegals. And plenty of contractors who said, I can't compete with the guys who hire illegals now. My prices are just too high. I mean, that is true. It is undeniable. At this point, I don't know if there are any American crews out there. I know construction is desperate to hire people, but a hell of a lot of people got out of it because they couldn't stay employed. And and the big bust of, you know, 08. Sure. But we, we, we will never know for a lot of the, the industries what the price would be. Right. Um, which skews everything. We also had, I thought, an interesting text, and I lost it, but it was more or less, if you break down immigration by uh, where people come from, um, European immigrants, Chinese immigrants, et cetera, et cetera, on the committing, uh, uh, um, contributing to the economy versus taking away from the economy, how does that break down? I would like to know that, That's too. an interesting question. Yeah. We've which is heard... what Trump gets to on the whole merit-based thing. Let's look at... Who's productive? Who's not? Who do we want? Who do we? Who don't we want? Right, boy, this is a conversation that could really wad up some panties. But we've heard multiple times from people involved in the the welfare apparatus that different ethnic groups, people from different countries, have different tendencies in terms of fraud and and abuse and the rest of it. Word gets around certain cultures that hey, here's how you do it, and you know, so you got folks from uh, Korea are going to behave very differently. Than folks from India, than folks from Mexico, than folks from Russia, for instance. So yeah, to to just you know paint with a broad brush, I don't think is really useful. I it drives me crazy. You hear that statistic all the time: the one about immigrants commit less crimes. Legal immigrants, I'm, the, I, I I don't doubt that that's true. That legal immigrants commit less crimes than the average U.S. born citizen. You don't have any idea what it is for illegal immigrants, and there's no way it's not high. There's plenty of studies out there that show it's incredibly high for illegal immigrants. Well, the the jails are, are teeming with illegals. It's an incredibly high percentage of the people in there. Yeah, well, that that is one game that has worked. The Republicans and Democrats regularly blur the line with statistics and conversations between legal and illegal to make it work for their for their conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Marco Rubio tweeting on just what Armstrong and Getty have been talking about this morning. The damage Trump bashers are doing to their own cause. We're going to get into that in yet another move by Amazon in its plan to take over the world. Hmm. Marco wants people to shut up because he wants he wants to run against Trump, wants to primary him. You think so? Eh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I'm sure he wants to. I don't think he plans to. With Trump having a 90% approval rating yeah. among Republicans, is anybody going to challenge him? Nope. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I was going to say something about illegal immigration, but we've talked a lot about that. I just saw this Newsweek with a headline, 
The body positive movement, and I read a little bit about this the other day. That's the whole, you know, feel good about yourself, right. blah, blah, blah. Has caused a lot of people who are obese to think they aren't obese. Oh, my. According to a new study. Man, oh, man. We've overdone it with the whole, hey, I'd be comfortable with who you are. You know, we too much focus on right. being skinny. Fat acceptance. No, you're fat. Oh, my God. I'm fat. I'm I'm, the, I was the heaviest I've been in a year and a half over the weekend. I'm up several pounds, too. I've been doing so well, and I'm up, man. I, I'm thinking to get, about getting a uh, an addition put on my house just to fit my fat ass in it. <laughs> I tell you what, and, and Judy, well, I, she's in love with my sexy, my beautiful wife. She, uh, how do I put this? Probably shouldn't put it at all. Um, she wanted to lose a couple of pounds right before she went on a cruise for a week. Probably, I've I, I never don't know been if on you're a cruise. Familiar with the cruising lifestyle, yeah, but vacation in general is not the when you usually lose weight, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there there will be a new regime of discipline <laughs> in our house. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Marco Rubio is weighing in on the actions of some, like the owner of a Virginia restaurant that made White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders leave without being served because she's a member of the Trump administration. Actually, this tweet, or his tweet, was retweeted by President Trump. Rubio saying, you know, Trump haters still haven't realized how much they help him with their condensation of those who either voted for him or don't share their hatred of him, and how much they help him with their irrational hostility towards those who work for him. And I would agree. Tweet. Yeah. Hostility like that being displayed by California Congresswoman Maxine Waters. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. You know, and you push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome. Between the unforgivable Whoa. idiot that I is just, Maxine Waters, I just yes? caught that last part. I full, that's the first time I we how many times we played that today? Four times. That last part. Now I fully understand what she was saying, which what was would the explain last part? your response to it, where she said you make them feel unwelcome there right, right. at a gas station. Right. We're uh, supposed to surround yeah. people and shout at people at a gas station. So they don't feel welcome there. Wow. That's a hell of a thing. And she's, abs- I'm sorry, Marco Rubio is absolutely right. I mean, you are, and, and De Niro, the, right. uh, the, uh, the Tonys is the same thing. You are portraying your side as completely incapable of tolerance and completely uncivilized. The idea that you would see an opponent and you would make them feel un- unwelcome in the grocery store. You would screech at them until they had to flee. Are you sure you want your side to be portrayed like that? I mean, my God, I'm embarrassed by the worst of right-wingers as a conservative guy. That uh, speech by Maxine Waters was the absolute worst use of a Fisher-Price Mr. Microphone that I've ever seen (laughs) since Timmy's birthday when I was in the fourth grade, and I'm not even going to tell you what happened there. (laughs) Switching. Wait, so if you people see yeah. people at a restaurant, at a grocery store, at a gas station, yeah. you need to surround them and shout at them and make them feel unwelcome there. Is that where we are? Man. That's not where I am. I'm not going to be doing it. 
switching gears. Well, and, and listen, we've seen this over and over again. If people start to feel threatened, physically threatened, right. they'll punch you in the face and make you bleed out of your mouth. And then things get really, really ugly. We don't want to go there. You know why? Because we're civilized, Maxine. Boy, the whole when they go low, we go high thing right. is just out the window, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Trade battles heating up with Harley Davidson facing rising costs from new tariffs, saying they are going to start shifting the production of motorcycles heading for Europe from the U.S. to their factories overseas. Here's how I earned my nickname, Captain Overhand. Uh, uh, mm, take two. <laughs> my nickname, Captain Evenhanded. There you go. Captain Overhand Overhand was from his tennis days. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. (laughs) Ten matches in a row at one point, Sean. Anyway, uh, now uh, it's still entirely possible that Trump is just throwing everything up in the air, making crazy demands, scaring everybody around the world, threatening a trade war. And what it will result in is far more equitable trade deals than we've had over the last several decades. That is still absolutely possible. On the other hand, thus far... The losers in all this are American companies and American workers. I mean, Harley Davidson, for God's sake, they're shipping all their jobs now to the other countries. So the tariffs aren't in play. Right. So all our Harley people working here are like, what the hell? They just got fired. That, that's not great. Is there any chance Trump's going to whiz all over all the stuff that has worked out well for him? Just go the, too far and end up... By the time you get to elections, people are angry about the economy and... Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I I don't think so. Um, because he has plenty of smart advisors who will tell him, listen, this whole uh, trade war thing is, I mean, this is thousands of Harley or hundreds, whatever it is. And right. I heard a feature about Maine lobster fishermen right. who are are really scared now because there are tariffs against lobsters and the steel they need to make their traps because they got to replace traps all the time. I got to catch the lobsters, yeah. All right. That that steel is now prohibitively expensive, and so now they can't make traps. And a lot of them are Trump fans, and now they're saying, I tell you what, uh, if this doesn't turn around, I'm not a Trump fan anymore because I'm getting ruined. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, it could be a temporary thing. I want to give you an example. uh, Harley Davidson saying the tariffs on their motorcycles exported from the U.S. jumped from 6% to 31%. Twenty two hundred dollars per motorcycle. You just wouldn't buy one. Yeah, I mean you, they, that can't work. That's why they're shipping yeah. production yeah. overseas. They yeah, just can't work. I mean that's that's too much. Harley Davidson is already really struggling because yes. the whole big motorcycle thing is over. Apparently, Turns- young people just don't want them. In the scenario where the the end game is all the countries have more equitable trade scenarios is the pathway to that that things are going to get worse before they get better it could yeah Absolutely. it could be yeah yeah that's what i'm saying how is, do you make an omelet sean you gotta break some eggs there it is. <laughs> unfortunately there's a 40 percent tariff on eggs now so, <laughs> so you can't you can't have any <laughs> all amazon prime members are going to have access to discounts at whole foods by the middle of this week Beginning Wednesday, Prime members have access to the discounts at Whole Foods Markets and Whole Foods uh, yes, Markets finally. 365s across the country. Uh, they're saying since rolling out the discount to shoppers in Florida for the last six weeks, Amazon says customers have been saving millions of dollars. You know, generally, Marshall, we make uh, advertisers buy advertisements. I mean, Amazon spends money to advertise. Why are you giving them a commercial? Are you being paid <laughs> under the table? <laughs> 
I think that's a wrap. That's there your you news. Go. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Wasn't starting a to denial. Get <laughs> sure, you don't want to mention some sort of Purina dog food at this point? <laughs> well, see, that, I'm on Marshall's yeah. side on this. When Apple or Amazon yeah. does something, so many people use it, yeah. it becomes news. Amazon, one of the most powerful players in D.C., they are the swamp. I'm not going to whore for them like you two. It's because I'm pure of heart. Are you? And spirit. Mm. And body. Well, body not so much. (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Bring on the bird. Bring on the bird. That's what I was trying to be, the conscience of the nation. Yeah, that whole conscience of the nation thing, we ought to probably uh, think about that. I mean, because it was meant to be funny, but now we just play it like we mean it, which is silly. I can't decide, though. Some people think we are that. (laughs) Maybe we are that and we didn't even realize it. Heck of a thing to say about yourself. Yeah. I'm the conscience of the nation, you see. And... <laughs> oh, the show is. All of us together. He robed conscience of the nation. A lot of responsibility goes yes. with that. The petering out is next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Can you read that up there? I'm not close enough to the screen. Can you read like the first paragraph, the Newsweek article? Body positive movement causes people to think they aren't obese, study says. The body positive movement has prompted an advent of self-love and improved body satisfaction among women and men of all sizes. But new research suggests that what feeds the soul may endanger the body. So the study may keep overweight adults from recognizing the extent of their weight gain and promote unhealthy habits. Blah, well, blah, blah. that's a tough call, right there. Sure, it's a tough call. I mean, I don't, I don't. Uh, you don't want to live in a society where everybody's expected to look like a model. Of course, we never have been. That's a lie. That whole thing is a lie. A lie. You lie. Well, wait a second. You know, classroom picture in the 1970s. There's no. There's like one fat kid, maybe. Well, that's my point. We are all way fatter. The idea that we... Oh, I see what you're saying. And we weren't thinner then because we were trying to look like movie stars. Okay, so the whole, you know, you don't want to make people feel bad, this uh, this unrealistic body image, blah, blah, blah. We want... Girls and boys and men and women think they need to look like the cover of a magazine. Have you ever known one person who felt that way? Well, and they're nuts. And they are nuts. If they do feel that way, they're crazy people. Right, right, right. Yeah, I will like everything. It's a question of balance. You know, the idea constantly berating people and making them feel like they're less than human because they're a little heavy. That's sick. Where's that happening, though? That's not happening. Oh, it happens all the time, Jack. Fat people hounded down the street. My point is brought down by mobs. There's been a reaction to something that wasn't existing. So now we're going with, uh, hey, it's okay. Back off. Don't criticize me. And now we're all ignoring the fact that we're way overweight. Right. As a, as, a, as a people than we were 30 years ago. Right. It's crazy. I need to live in the real world. You want to live in the real world, you go to Walmart or your local community pool, which I've been doing with the kids a lot. Oh, boy. At the pool. At the pool. In which, the pool. Which, which, <laughs> we can't go to the pool without saying that, oh, my God, that lady <laughs> is shaving her legs 
end up. Ooh. Have you? Uh, have you? <laughs> gotten... Why? Where is that woman who's doing a play-by-play? I want her to describe everything. She, her dry comedic stylings are needed in these troubled times. What's that woman's name? I want her name. Do we have the clip? We should play that because I've never gotten tired of it. Oh my I, god! I, br- I bring it up at home and play it for everybody. Go ahead. Then I'll make my point. Or do you need a second? I'm, I'm looking for it now. Okay. Have you Listen, gotten off the Hanson, we need to n- find out who this woman is, get her on the phone, and say, You gotta listen to Armstrong and Getty on the radio. In the pool. <laughs> um, anyway. Girl, look at her. She is shaving. <laughs> what the? Oh, my God. This lady is shaving. <laughs> In the pool. Oh, I hope she don't shave her hoo-ha next. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. This lady is shaving in the pool. Oh, golly. The play-by-play makes that video. It would have been good no matter what. But a couple of dudes saying, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? Wouldn't have been near as good. Shaving her legs in a pool, that's unbelievable. That lady. That is good. She don't shave her hoo-ha next. Uh, I, I don't need that part. <laughs> I do. Too much. It's hilarious. Speaking of hoo-hahs, Bridget Nielsen wow. says she's given birth at age 54. What kind of a transition was that? <laughs> Skillful. The model actress and reality star and her 39-year-old husband released a statement saying their daughter, Frida, was born Friday in Los Angeles, weighed 5 pounds, 9 ounces. So she was a movie star, apparently. You're telling me this in the 80s? Ooh, Stars is a bit of a stretch. She had some roles. She made some money. She was married to Sylvester Stallone. Right. The main reason anybody knew who she was. Briefly. Right? Yeah. Um, but she's had a baby at what age? 54. Can you it do is that? Her Does that happen? fifth child. She has four adult sons from previous marriages. Um, It does not say uh, uh, via which method the child was birthed. Can you get pregnant n- when you're 54? Nor conceived. I don't know. I don't. I I don't think a lot of people are still ovulating regularly at, regularly at fifty four, if at all. I mean, the, I would believe the getting knocked up process would be pretty hit or miss. So she was probably you know in vitro that sort of thing. And she's married to someone twenty years younger than her, thirty nine year old husband, fifteen years. Um, Mattia Desi, who's well known for his roles in uh, something. I don't know. I don't even know what he does. Hmm. Nor do I care. But fifty four is crazy. Crazy, we're playing God here, Jack. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) We're fat and playing God. This is no way for a people to be. Yeah, there was a solid probably 10-year run where if you needed a six-foot-plus-tall, kind of cold ice person to be a bad guy in a movie. But hot. But hot. Cold, but hot. It was Brigittinism. Oh, yeah. There you go. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Jack learned his lines. That's very good. Let's get a final thought from everybody. <laughs> Starting with, <clears throat> sorry, Michelangelo, your final thought? Uh, yeah, the only reason you should uh, not want to take a picture with somebody isn't based on political beliefs, but just because you think you're too fat to be in a picture. Oh, jeez. That's like See, me. that's fat shaming, Michael. No, it's Stop not. Stop it. Yes, he it is. He said about himself. Yeah. He said it's like him. All right. That's always my concern. That's, that's when a lot of us have ever like really gotten serious about a diet, is a candid picture, and you look at it and think, oh, that's what I look like from that angle? Yeah. 
Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, I am going to go over to the Raven Social and Athletic Club and collect my U.S. Open winnings. I went over there last week, but they hadn't been prepared yet, so today will be payoff day. Excellent. Then uh, next stop, the IRS, I hope. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Positive Sean, your final thought. Yeah, Japanese work culture is slightly different from American work culture. A gentleman was, uh, he got caught leaving his desk three minutes early on 26 occasions over a seven-month period to go go by his bento box for lunch. The company docked him half a day's pay when they added it all together. Said, no more. No more leaving early. I admire the Japanese sense of discipline. We're going to enact similar policies around here. (laughs) Jack, what is your final thought for the day? Back into the open border policy, if we declared our borders open today, how many million people would come in to this country within a month? Wouldn't you be a bad person if you didn't come into the United States from Mexico? Yeah, or, or Central America or wherever else, sure. Yeah. yeah. My final thought is, if your car is almost out of gas and Maxine Waters tells you to refill it, it's probably a bad idea. If you're really thirsty on a hot summer's day and Maxine Waters says drink water, probably shouldn't. If you take anything Maxine Waters says seriously, there's something the matter with you. She is a kook and a crackpot and a halfwit. I wonder how far we're going down this road of uh, refusing to even be seen with people from a different political party. That's crazy. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. What? Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> with the Jew Grobly. Uh God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here! Get! Get! And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. The, uh, the and, but in the, in the... Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.